Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Renegade Blitz. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz at rblitzpod, and at blitzvideos. And subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Unless my computer starts to work. If your computer works, your computer works. If not, whatever. They'll just catch the replay. Welcome back to the Renegade Blitz. I'm Ty Polk with Chris Ward and Brandon Walker. It's the conference championships pre-conference championships episode as we are recording this late into the night as we're officially in the night owl stage of this podcast and uh well let's talk about the big story at least this um art Rooney the second basically said in his media availability that the steelers going seven and two and showing positive signs which i'm pretty sure was everyone's thoughts it just confirmed it was the reason why Matt Canada is staying as offensive coordinator for the next season. Now, honestly, when I knew it was going to be like that, so he didn't really have to say anything. He could have just said, I just felt like bringing them back. We know why. Right, Chris? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I thought about. It was like, he, he really, he really didn't. Art Rooney the second, he really never says anything really that's like crazy or earth shattering anyway. But that was like one of the least, you know, newsworthy uh, media availabilities that he had in quite some time. I think feel like he just, you know, he talked about the the biggest thing was talking about the AFC neutral uh, conference championship site where he said, you know, I hate it, which you know, I fully agree with Rooney there. Um, and then he talked about the international game, which they've been talking about for years. How you know the Steelers they won't play an international game this year, and uh, you know they they want to be in Mexico because of the big fan base uh, down there, but. Um, they're reinventing, uh, or they're doing uh, some construction on the stadium down there uh, for the World Cup in 2026. So there will be no game there this year. But uh, eventually, you know, I think the Steelers will have a, a game there in Mexico. Okay. Hmm. Oh, Brandon, you're tired. I'm always yes. I'm, I'm like, okay, um, okay. The Rooney's like Artie the Third says he didn't he didn't want to fire Matt can't have Matt Kennedy fire Kenna. I'm not surprised. It's a business. They number one, you don't want to talk about you don't want to just get your rookie quarterback, your young quarterback to go through different offensive coordinators like that just because the fans want it to happen. Number two, AFC the, the conference championship games on the road, like, like neutral site. What's the point of having a home divisional game? What's the point of having a home field advantage if you ain't gonna use if you if it's if it's not gonna be used until the Super Bowl? What was the third point you was talking about? Uh, basically, uh, the Steelers not. 
playing at Estadio Azteca because, well, they're trying to renovate for the World Cup, which is understandable. But you know, yeah. well, how many games? How many international games the Steelers have ever had? I don't even think they won the uh, Japan one. Bowl. It was yeah. England. England won yeah. against Minnesota. It wasn't even a good Steelers team. Yeah, it was that 2013 team. But yeah, who? I mean, they'll probably get chosen 4-1. Eventually, just not this year. You just have to relax, and plus, they're probably going to be the world team anyway. They, 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 they never take away home games from Pittsburgh. They're, that's not going to happen. So, if it was, it's going to be, it's going to be the world team. But yeah, what the main thing about his press, car, his media availability is, I would say, yeah, number one, they would be about Canada, not only they don't want to, like, doing that, come on, they don't like paying coaches if they ain't going to be there. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's like, I think Tomlin would like to, is really, that's really Tomlin's office. If you have, you could blame anybody, you could blame him for the office more than Canada, like I said previously. Yeah. He makes he makes the final decisions with that, and I think that that was ultimately a final decision that there's just being rolled with by the entire organization in terms of Matt Canada. Look, it's an excellent scapegoat. He's got one more year on his contract. If he's bad, you could chuck him into the gutter like you did the last guy. So awesome. If if it works, they look like geniuses for sticking around with a a second year for for a young quarterback with an offensive coordinator. If it doesn't work, then as many people are saying, it's another wasted year. But regardless, it's a lose-lose situation for everyone unless, you know, out of nowhere, Byron Leftwich, which everyone wants, but I know that he'll be the next guy that everyone throws under the bus, becomes the passing game coordinator and eventually the offensive coordinator for this team. And honestly... It's a smart thing that the Steelers are doing, and hopefully the Bills are doing the same thing because there's a lot of people that want to fire Ken Dorsey. I'll just put it to you like this when it comes to fans and football. We don't know what we're talking about, so we're just going to let it go. I mean, that's what the fans are really about. Um, if something's bad, they'll blame, they'll blame whoever was the cause of it, even if it was an aggressive offense like the Bills or what the Steelers are right now. But now let's move on to another topic, and of course, it's the big one. It's the conference championships. Now, for the last two weeks, everyone has been sitting there pondering, wondering if the Steelers were in the playoffs, would they have made it to the conference championships? Probably not. Probably not. But anything could happen in the world of you think that anything can happen. But at least in this world, they're not in the playoffs. So, yeah. But who do we have for this This as we try to find out who's going to be in the Super Bowl in two weeks after this? I'm going to say that it's going to be the Andy Reid Bowl. And it's going to be Philadelphia, Kansas City. Uh, that'll be a real interesting headline there. Uh, you know, 49ers, uh, Bengals, that'll be like 1980 Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, 
Bengals Eagles that doesn't really have much like as far as like storylines. I mean, I'm, they're all four teams. I think that it's clearly they're the best teams all year. Um, what's the other uh, Super Bowl possibility? Kansas City San Francisco a rematch oh, oh, yeah, of Patrick match. Mahomes mm-hmm. Golden Hour without yeah, so, so. without the guy that effectively made that uh, gun trips right jet chip wash play work. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I think. Uh, Wow, this is gonna be really. Eagles are loaded on their whole roster is really good, and they're gonna have a top ten pick, which is pretty crazy um, to even think about. Um, but man, 49ers have a really good defense. I, I love watching those inside linebackers that they have. You know, uh, Bosa. Um, I, I don't like. I think you think Purdy's gonna. You think he's gonna come down to earth here and have a rookie moment there in Philadelphia at the at NFC Championship game? Do you think that moment's gonna be too big for him? I don't think the moment's going to be too big for him, but I just think Philadelphia being at home in that crowd and it's going to be the difference in that game. That's why I'm having uh, Philadelphia and Kansas City. Because I, I had Philly all along. I'm like, man, Philly's just good. A.J. Brown, yeah. Yeah. Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith. You had Dallas God. They have too many weapons. And then Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. Defense, you got Bradbury, Slay, Slay. their defensive line. Yeah, I didn't know Dominican Sue was on the team. They signed him late. It was kind of. It was even in a lot of circles with the NFC. It was like, oh man, the Eagles are adding to that already stacked defensive line in that four-three defense. They're the quintessential in today's NFL game four-three team. 425 yeah. team in which basically you say we're just gonna let our defensive linemen go out there and get after your quarterback and we're gonna yeah. let everyone drop back yeah right. and you know, when we had uh who, who's the guest that we had on time for the eagles steelers preview john marks we had yeah. him on for yeah. both of them yeah and he, he told us uh that the eagles they've always uh you know prior to ours the um, offensive line and defensive line. That's where really where the Eagles – I mean, look, they have Lane Johnson at right tackle and then uh, uh, Kelsey, J- Jason Kelsey at center. Uh, Kelsey is probably – he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, probably Lane Johnson might be there too. There, I mean, they're two of the best in the league. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're really loaded there. And then uh, I, don't, I, I like the 49ers, but I, I, I agree with you guys. I just can't see them going into Philadelphia – when you know kind of pains me because you know I'm not I'm not the biggest Eagles supporter and everything, but I mean, it, it, and you're it, from the area, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually the, the one that's supporting the Eagles I'm as the, the one that's <laughs> that's I, actually from Pittsburgh, and I'll tell you why in a second. Yeah, well, the uh, you know, why, Eagle why, fans why are, do you support them, Ty? Why do I support them? Number one, I've always been a huge fan of Donovan McNabb. I said that to uh, uh Sirianni's brother in the I'm, in the I'm press box. I can't and Mac. I, I've always been a, a big fan of like the Eagles and stuff like that. The things they do, and I think they're the more likable NFC East team, as much as I like to say. But also, as a Steelers fan, you have to remember this. Andy Weidel was a part of the creation of that offensive line and defensive line group. And I think the best possible scenario for the Steelers becoming competitive is, of course, in the trenches. And if you have the guy that was a part of part of that uh, trench warfare in turn for the Eagles and how they've been so dominant. Really, you have to go all the way back to the, fir- the first Super Bowl win for them because that's where 
the offensive line, defensive line was at its best. And now that they have this guy in there and as you're trying to rebuild this entire team again on the fly, as they always do, why not start there? Yeah. uh as far as my dislike for the Eagles, this is you know, like talking. I'm from that Philadelphia era, but all the fans are just the media is like all Philadelphia. Like they're they're a, a pretty annoying fan base, but you know, you know, fans are fans. But I, I can't I can't hate on uh, their success that they've been having. I can't even. It's like this. I can't stand Philadelphia either. Howie Roseman, I think he's the best GM in the yeah, league. Yeah, he's great. Uh, like they've been great. Like, literally, they were in the NFC Championship game literally every year I was in high school. Yeah. yeah. They lost all the – they won finally the oh, – yeah, Because all they needed was one freaking talent on offense that wasn't Brett Selleck and Brian Westbrook and Dominic McNabb trying to throw to James Fred, Thrash, Fred X. Fred, Freddie right. Mitchell. What else? Who Todd, else? Todd, Todd Pinkston. Todd Pinkston. Yeah, that was the name I was thinking about. What was, what was the play? Who, who caught the fourth and 28th? Uh, Freddie Mitchell. Mitchell was. Freddie yeah. Fred yeah. Mitchell. Fred X, man. Uh, I mean, it's proof. It's proof that if the Eagles had any of the, the luck the Steelers have had drafting a wide receiver, they would have won at least one Super Bowl in that entire run. Right, because I actually, because actually, in terms of it, they had as amazing as I'd like to say. I remember the Tampa Super Bowl; they had better offensive talent uh, in some spots than Tampa Bay had, especially a quarterback. But that's another yeah. thing. We're not going to make this into an Eagles podcast. But I'll just put it to you well, like this, Chris. Just, like, let's, or, all right, let's just ask this question because how do how as us. Well, I'm a still reporter. You two are real, real fans. I'm. Let's face it. Let's. Go, I'm just gonna cut the lid off of this bad boy. I'm a Washington Commanders fan. Oh yeah. Okay? Oh now yeah, we, we know. Cut the lid off about this. Yeah, I, thought, I thought you always real, go back and like, forth. <laughs> you, let's you just a, cut the lid off of this thing. You have a love hate relationship Since we're like the game has changed, let's just cut the lid off. All right. I love Tom Brady. I love Bill Delchek. I love. That's who I. Uh, that is my my thing. You just want all a winner, right? man. Huh? You just want a winner. That's that's all. Look, I just live here. Damn it. I make my living covering this dude. Just like I make a living covering set. You can clip it. You can place it. You can delete this off the scene. But let's just be real. If we're going to be real and just if, we're, if the game has changed, let's just be honest. You can have likes for a bunch of you could have likes for a bunch of things. I mean, I'll put I'll put it to you like this. There, There's a lot of allegiances that you'd be surprised that I'd have with that. And Chris, I can see why you being in the area. Because there's a lot of fans of other teams here in Pittsburgh. I have I have friends who I went to school with who are Los Angeles Chargers fans. I have friends who are Cincinnati Bengals fans. And congratulations to them towards finally, finally getting the, the team that they really deserve. Honestly, for them, I'm happy. Everything else, no. But, but 
Uh, but I, I got this- Dallas Cowboys fans. I, I mean, Baltimore Ravens in Pittsburgh. It, it happens when you're around a fan base so much because, admittedly, sometimes this fan base makes me want to jump. <laughs> yeah, no, sometimes no, it does. Yeah, but what well, I'm saying this now, they're like the Steelers fans are like saying, Well, I could tolerate Joe Burrow. And I was like, Oh, no, you ain't. Let them win the Super Bowl this year. You, you guys are just mocking them. Now, you guys, if they can't do that, you can't call them the Bungles anymore because that meme was dead. I, and matter of fact, I was hoping to the Lord upstairs that the Bengals win the Super Bowl just so they could, just for the Steelers fans to shut the hell up and stop talking about, stop mocking them. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're way far ahead of the Steelers right now. They're not, you know, Steelers are so no, far. It doesn't from, matter. They can always go back and say they're the Bungles until they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know, I, know, I, know that, I know that there's that. And I wanted that to stop. I wanted that to just. But I'll like, tell you I'll, I'll tell you this, though. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I'm moving, sorry. Uh, moving to the AFC game because I, I talked quite a bit about the NFC. I think, I think the Eagles are going to win. But uh, moving to the AFC, I'll tell you what about the Bengals. They're one cocky team. And if they end up losing, I mean, is, I think it's going to look gonna, They're going to get smoked on, on Twitter for – I mean, they well, – the thing that I thought was crazy is that they were – or some players on the Bengals were smoking cigars after a divisional round game. That That's that's for, like, championship. Like, you know, maybe you win the AFC championship, you do that. I mean, definitely a Super Bowl that happens, but a divisional round game. I mean, they still got to get through the Chiefs who are, you know, a juggernaut. They've been for – this is their fifth straight AFC championship appearance. Uh, Mahomes, you know, dealing with that that uh, was it ankle injury, I think. Yeah, yeah, ankle. Ankle. yeah ankle. Um, so it'll be interesting how much mobility he has. Uh, I saw someone put on Twitter today or this week about how you know if he's nineteen ninety Dan Marino, that's not going to be good for the uh, the Chiefs as far as mobility. But uh, I don't. This team, I keep on going back and forth on this game. I mean, I really don't. I, I mean, I, I thought I, you know I'm, I'll probably go with the Chiefs, just the home field advantage. I think, and I, I think the Chiefs are due because. Burrow's three and zero against the Chiefs and Mahomes. I'll put it to you like this: with with Cincinnati, this team is basically the the 2019-2020 LSU Tigers all grown up. I remember watching that that post celebration in there. Joe Burrow smoking cigars in there. Odell Beckham somehow ended up in the locker room giving stacks before NIL to LSU players. I mean, this yeah. when you look at it, the, the two best players on that team offensively that are not named Justin Jefferson are on that team, and it's basically taking that entire identity. And you want to know something? I'm fine with it because think about it like this. You, you've seen uh, Bill Cowher. When I say who day, <laughs> you say we day. Sometimes, when you have, sometimes you just have to – it's your time. Yeah. yeah. I, I just like that, that Burrow video of him throwing the ball in the snow and, like, him turning his back. Like, I didn't get what was so special about that. Like, you know, I guess social media, like, they hype up everything that's, like, it looks that's, cool. It looks, it looks cool. cool. Yeah. My, uh, my mom even likes Joe Burrow. Burrow? Yeah, I, mean, I like he, him, too. He's got I a like, cool. I know. The I, only reason why I'm picking him because they're like, you're not going to beat you, – you can't beat – Patrick Mahomes four times in a row. I don't know if you can do that. If he does it, then it's official. This Bengals team, by the end of this run, better have a Super Bowl or it's one of the bigger 
mishaps in history. I think it would be a bigger I, mishap look, than, I, than yeah. going to the Super Bowl four times and losing all four times. If they win, if they win, if the Bengals win this game, they're winning the Super Bowl. Guaranteed. Fair, fair statement at this point. I'd say it's a fair statement because in term, because that offensive line, that was the one thing that was missing from that team last year that would have beat the Rams. If that if that offensive line that they have right now were there last year, they beat the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles. Yes. But I'm only picking the Chiefs because of that. I have a feeling the Bengals are a little bit more balanced of the team than the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. But I'm like, they're not going to beat them at twice. I'm giving Be- Patrick Mahomes the benefit of the doubt here. That's why I'm picking the Chiefs. Live averages. Live averages always comes in, and I can see why you would say that because there's just no way that that a team can have a team figured out that that well, and it's not the New England Patriots. So we'll, we'll see about that. But, Brandon, you had this article in the new Pittsburgh Courier, of course. It's been a really big story. Uh, it, it's it's non-Steeler related, of course, but because you are a new Pittsburgh Courier reporter and obviously the new Pittsburgh Courier's history with players from HBCUs, it's a very strong topic and something you should talk about. Ed Reed was working without a contract the former Baltimore Ravens legend. He was working without a contract from Bethune-Cookman University in Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, He was still doing all the stuff for that. You know, he was recruiting kids. He was getting them ready for the season. But, of course, he had some words to say about the conditions of those facilities down at Bethune-Cookman. And it's been a big topic of interest across HBCUs for many things amenities not being up to par for any anywhere not just an hbcu college but a college period uh what else mold on floors stuff like that and then when you go into the football side of it not proper facilities for these kids and these coaches to go out there and do their thing so brandon talk about this and talk about your article okay here's the thing us, like, us who went, I, I didn't go to HBCU. But no, you didn't go to HBCU. But we all watched shows like A Different World. We watched Stomp the Yard, Seeing the Step Shows. You ever been to Still Say Step Show, Ty? No, I haven't. I'd love to go, though. We might have to hook that up. It's like, oh, it's probably usually not. I, but I've been there a few times, uh, quite quite a few times. But um, step shows, battle of the bands—it's a whole grandiose situation that you could see. But we all know—I mean, but people know in the know—they're pieces of crap. And we talked about it on the podcast. We talked about Jackson State's Park Stadium situation and all that stuff. There are more. I mean. And most HBCUs, even HBCUs as prominent as Howard University, has had problems. With three, you get three hundred million dollars per year in student tuitions income, and then you have a like a nine hundred dollar 
endowment. That's $1.2 million. Billion. Billion. There ain't no excuse to not have mold in there. Make, simple maintenance and upkeep can prevent that to happen. Having a, a food, having getting your food, getting the proper steps, getting proper training for your things, that's stuff that you can control. There, I, 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 the, and on top of that, the misappropriation of funds and all this other stuff. I, you see, like, I was on uh, Urban Media Today, and uh, the host, Trevin Jones, he's a Norfolk State alum, he told me to, I, I, which I am educated about this. So I want to educate myself more before I just really go and tap into it, what I see, but I'm just going on the rant. There are organizations out there, your beat, your your uh, fraternities and sororities. They can influence. They can go up and pick up, help pick up the pick up trash and do, and and influence others to pick up trash around the campus, to make sure that athletic facilities or the campus in general will look like that. Clean up the dorm rooms, or something. And make sure you got a janitor. It takes twenty bucks, like what, twenty dollars to clean the office? And other offices, you don't care about this man to clean up, clean up the man's office, knowing that he could bring more value to the university. And second of all, the athletic director Reggie Theus. For Chris, if you don't know him, he was an NBA player. Put it this way: he played for the Chicago Bulls before Michael Jordan. Like Jordan took his spot. Basically, Jordan just basically just took his spot and and kept it, and then Jordan was Jordan. So, how are you going to be an athletic director and ask me, guys, this question? And an athletic director at a D one school, I don't care how small it, it you might say it is, and a and a generate a major generating. Co- a coach for a major generating team, a basketball coach. How does that work? There is no institution I know of, even in high school, I don't think that works. I mean, you, I could see the track coach being the athletic director because that was mine in high school. But no, because you never know now. So now you're, it's like, is the best. Where's the money getting allocated in your athletic program? Is it going to be more towards the basketball program and hoarding money from that? Did he want a, a, a piece of, ed, a, of the income, that the donations that the athletic program is going to have when ed, uh, when Edger and James and Shaq and all these other guys came in? He might want a piece of that or a piece of that for himself He's because you know he might pocket the money for himself. And it may, and knowing for what they're saying, he wasn't gonna give it to his basketball players anyway. But I'm sorry, I said a lot. I said my little piece. Let's see what y'all got. What y'all? I mean, it's it's a mess. It's a mess with HBCUs. And I will say this: at Point Park, there was officially no fraternities. Um, you, you could go join fraternities from outside things. I know of someone who. Was a Q dog, uh, from yeah, Big from, Mouth, yeah. Uh, also, yeah. also Theo Washington, Theo. who was on the uh, the track, uh, track and field team. But we did have a black student union and stuff like that, and those were honestly 
one of the highlights of my time at Point Park, not just doing my thing right here and also doing my radio stuff. So uh, I tried to have as close to that HBCU life that you could have at a PWU. I, whatever. Um, so in terms of it, it hurts because you want you want something better for all of these colleges and not just the division one colleges this affects all the way down the line because what many people don't know is that there's division two division three naia there's even small colleges and other non-ncaa and naia institutions that this also affects so our former president donald trump actually had a mandate in which there was going to be some help for these HBCU schools. Now my question is this, where did that money go? Where did that money go? Because that's 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 federal. There's very few things that I could possibly say about the previous institution in office, but at the but I can say that there was at least one moment where I was like, yeah, this is good. This is good. Now the honest is on these. It's a lot similar to what I see with certain certain schools that I know around the area who have all this money from from the pandemic, the PPP loans and stuff like that, and other grants and stuff like that, and they want to create new things for the school. But the problem is, the money's going to run out. So what? So before you can actually get the building built, so what's the plan? What's the plan to get immediate help? For these institutions right now, and is it not going to have any games with it? Because if it has games with it, you might as well kill HBCU sports at the Division One level and most likely in other levels. Because I don't it's think not going to be killed. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. There, there will be no swack or me at. That's going to be gone. Like, look. NC, NC North Carolina NT joined a PWI conference. Hampton University joined a PWI conference. Trust me, elite. The SWAT, a lot of MEAC schools in SWAT, they were kind of, they were MEAC, but now they're they're trying to save it. That is going to, they're going to be joining PWI conference a lot of these schools. You're not trying to jump off and get off this board. I don't know how the conference is going to do because they were, they're going to run conditions about him being in the conference and, that, and then they're going to have to regulate if they if they join these conferences they're going to have to find a way to regular like regulate how they're making their funds. There's a lot of things you could go into it, and I think I think the best thing, but at the same time, sometimes. The, not the best thing was potentially splitting off. I understand that there's money things and they can't afford to be in the FCS playoffs, but I'm just saying I'd like to believe that Jackson State would have at least made a few runs. Like, maybe they get beat up by one of the directional Dakota State stools, but they go and have a good show. I don't think they beat them. Here's the thing. I, I don't I don't believe that because you're you're talking about it's one thing if they're going out there and getting high level talent from 
upper echelon F FBS power five and also and also they're stealing away talent that will probably be going to one of your favorite schools, non Penn State, Florida State, or something like that. It's a different it's a different ball game because I know for a fact with all these schools because I watched the Dakota State schools, North Dakota State, play their game and it's going it's a different game from some of these MEAC or SWAC schools. It would be tough for them. Do I think that they could pull it out? Yes, but I'm not going to hold my breath or hedge my bets if that were to happen. But I'd love to see it happen. They could. Oh, you like you could be right. You could because I'm not because you watch that more regular than me. I, I I'm I basically stick basically to a few schools. I mean, I stick to everything but recruiting. But to watch the only get team I really watched this year is like Penn State, to be honest, college team. Uh, I watched other school, but mainly that was my focus. So, so Brandon, this is why I don't get is that if uh, Ed Reed told you know the administration everything that he had like you know Shaq, who's a billionaire, right? He was going to invest in the program and stuff. Why why would they come with a contract and, and support all that stuff? They they thought he wasn't going to come through. Or big, it's an ego situation. Because Reggie Theus is a celebrity is in his own right, too. <clears throat> he was on this, like, lame, boring program I watched in the 90s when I was a kid. Game time. Or something. Had Dick Buckus in it. And <laughs> that, you know, yeah, Dick Buckus wasn't acted to. Um, it, he, he's, like, been announcing and color commentating. He's on NBA Live 2000. Yeah. That's Legendary game. Yeah, I have that. So, uh, it like this dude, it, like he, he he's older. He has a like he's gonna want to. It's gonna be it was a power stroke. And Ed Reed isn't like Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is he's very calculated. He's polished. He's I mean, not that Ed Reed is not smart. He's very intelligent football player. Really intelligent man, but he's more polished. He knows how to. Finesse and finesse, yeah, stuff like yeah, yeah. Did did any of you guys actually see that? If you hear his speeches, his he's like very passionate, no nonsense, straight up. Because you see how he got into it with with Shannon Sharp. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Said something to Shannon Club Shay Shay, and and he's in. Okay. Right. Yeah, let's not go there. But I want to I want to say say this about Ed Reed, and he's clearly very passionate about this. Did you guys see the CNN interview where he had actually, I guess, like a spokesman alongside him? But he, he's tore up. He's tore up from the beyond the ground floor. It's he's absolutely heartbroken with this situation because he claims that he had had offer from Jackson State as well. This is a this is of course is disputed a little bit. But he's he's so passionate about it that you want to go look more. I've seen disputes about that again. He he's he clearly wants he clearly wanted to do something better with Bethune Cookman. Don't know how it would have ended up with Bethune Cookman, but it, it would have been something something to to at least see i don't yeah. think it was going to reach the heights that jackson state was because 
Deion Sanders, he, he's a personality with that. And and Ed Reed, he's a personality too, but I remember Ed Reed more for what he did on the field. Not that I don't remember what Deion Sanders did on the field. It's just when I think of Deion, I think of salesman and primetime. And while Reed is, ar- is arguably the best safety of his generation, I only say arguably because we can never – Discount Troy Polamalu on a Steelers podcast. So, right. I'm yeah. more. I'm, I'm look here. I'm. I was passionate because out of the two, I'm more of an Ed Reed guy. I like this style. I just like his swagger. Love Polamalu too. But I think the best say. Never mind. We're not gonna go there again. That's no, another- I mean it's honestly, it's honestly a, a pick your poison that situation. Brandon, I've said on this podcast a million times, my favorite wide receiver growing up was Chad Johnson. I'm not oh, yeah. afraid. I'm not afraid to to go. Oh, it's not even that. I was gonna. Line. I was gonna just go into another tangent about that's off subject. We're trying to stick to the subject. Well, yes. you, you, you guys, fair. you guys remember Ed Reed's speech when he was at Miami? Was that the national championship game? I don't remember his speech. Oh, it's a famous speech that he did on. Oh, you talking about? He was like, "I'm hurt." Yeah, I'm hurt or something. Yeah. That was against Florida State. Oh, against Florida State. Okay. Well, you see, remember. like that. That's been Ed Reed his entire football career. He's a great motivator. That, that's what's been, you know, so disappointing is that, you know, I think he would do a great job at, you know, Bethune Cookman and any any schools really. So I, ho- I hope he gets an opportunity. You know, you know, uh, in another HBCU school or any school really pick. Uh, you know. I, th- I think uh, isn't Deion Sanders like like what, what did he say to him? Because I, I I didn't read the article, but I, I heard I saw that they spoke with each other. They spoke to each other on the live, and they said he said, "Don't worry, he knew. I told you this was going to happen like this. What it was going to be like? Keep your head up." I think if if he was, I would if I was that read, I'd try to go to Colorado. Yeah, or or if he wants to be the head guy, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that he can go find a job up Teal or something like that. I mean, he could go Division Three. There's many routes that he could go and probably command a head coaching job off, off from the jump. There's some Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, maybe even NAIA school out there, uh, a kid or junior college school out there that could use something that could really get a, a program galvanized. I, I think that he, he has somewhere in football as a head coach uh, if he's given that chance. Do I think he'll get it anywhere else other than an HBCU right now? No, but because that's trying to sell. That's Remember how college football used to be about the coach's brand selling? It's really like that in HBCU football right now. It's a relic of the past when you really look at it. Yeah, they're trying to sell the brand, but what are you going to sell right now? How are you going to sell HBCUs to anyone? After this. After this. The the best, the be- probably one of the best HBCU football games ever in, in the Celebration Bowl that I legitimately looked up and said, this game was a classic, and, so, and a lot of people should have seen, should have seen this or if you were me, seen and listened to it, because that was a great game. And I think the worst possible thing for them is the season ended, <laughs> really. 
and, and Deion Sanders is out because that's where most of their notoriety and recognition is there. Do I think that they could potentially pick that up again? It's going to have to take someone special coming out of the woodworks or Bethune-Cookman's really going to have to have a come-to-Jesus moment. Yeah, because it's like, like Ed Reed could have been that, uh, could have picked up where he left off. I think he probably would have stayed. Yeah, I thought so too. I know you. I know you said on previous podcasts and also in in previous discussions. By the way, the Tennessee State is not an HBCU. It is considered an HBCU. It is that. an HBCU. It's just it's not in. A, it's just not in the conferences. Yeah, it's not in the conferences. It's always been an HBCU. So but people would have thought it wasn't. It is. Trust and believe. It is. You seen them? Like, trust me, it is a, a it is crazy. It's because it's right by Fisk University. Like, it, it, I it's think that, like, NCAAT is, it, 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 they're just now in a, the Big South or something, or CA, whatever conference they're not, they're not in the conferences anymore. They're facing off against RMU, for the love of God. Yeah, who, uh, NCAAT? Yeah, I think it, they're in the same conference like, as RMU. Yeah. Or, or is RMU still in the NEC for football? We'll look it up later. It's not really important to yeah, the podcast. Yeah, it's not important about this ain't, but the, well, this it, It's the, strong moments because, because we care about this and we care about the legacy of HBCU football because it means so much to this franchise. And and really should mean – it means a lot to people like me and you, Brandon. And, of course, Chris loves football and loves history. It also means something to him. We're not going to discount anyone when it comes to this. We want to see HBCUs succeed, and we want to hopefully have a pipeline from them that goes to the Steelers, and they can get back to where they were. Yeah, I mean, Hargrave went to South Carolina State, and you know he could he could be uh, you know potential Super Bowl winner. Uh, that, that's not four Steelers uh, are, or at least one of them is going to be guaranteed to get a Super Bowl ring. Juju Smith Schuster, Ray Ray McLeod, uh, Javon Hargrave, and um, who's the other one? Just slipped my mind. Oh, Mike Hillen. Of course, Mike Hillen. Yeah. So those four, four players are guaranteed to at least get a Super Bowl ring this year. Well, they always got to be in there somehow, I guess. But, yeah. hey, best of luck to them. And no matter what happens, me personally, I just want the franchise aspect for Philadelphia winning the Super Bowl. But if not, I'm cool with anything because uh, I'll admit the second choice is the Bengals because I hope it wakes this organization up. But that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen. It's like Philadelphia Flyers. But anyway, that's all for us here on the Renegade Blitz. We've been talking a while. Again, thank you for listening to us for this pre-conference finals uh, podcast. Yeah. I'm Ty Polk. That's Chris Ward. That's Brandon Walker. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Blitz podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at our Blitz pod, and at Blitz videos. And subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Renegade Blitz podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you can listen to podcasts.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.